Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 196. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow us. That'll really help us out if you haven't already. Um, and then also, uh, one other thing I want to talk about is the wells that we do, um, that we're digging. We partnered with Show Mercy International, and we're digging a new freshwater well every three days, and that's because of your guys' donations. How do we donate, Jeff? That's a great question. Anytime you donate through ElijahFire.com slash donate, it does two things. It keeps us afloat, and then we also take a portion of it, and we funnel it into those water well efforts. So even if you gave five bucks, if that's all you could give, you gave a dollar a portion of that will go towards those water balls. So, you know, you're like, wow, like my 10 cents of my dollar went to that or however much it is, went to my, uh, went to the water well. So we're gonna play a quick video, really quick, just recapping that situation. And then we're gonna get going. One other announcement that I wanna make is actually an illumination just thought the exact same thing because great minds think alike. Next Wednesday is going to be episode 200 of Elijah Fire. Whoa! Very exciting. Uh, we're going to be doing something kind of fun. It was, Illumination had a, gr a gold idea, and she said, hey, why don't we have Andrea come on and host, and she interviews you. And I, my first thought was, I don't want to look conceited, but she's like, no, it'll look so great. Uh, it'll be so great. So um, a lot of you guys seem really excited about that too. So, um, we also will be taking some questions from you guys and I've seen a couple already and they're absolute bangers. So I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but if you go to Facebook, Instagram, or if you go navigate over to our community tab on YouTube there, you'll see the post there, episode 200. Um, and, uh, you can submit a question there and that's how you're going to do it. And, uh, so you have until basically Wednesday, uh, Tuesday of next week ish. Just if you see the the post, you can put a little comment and you can ask me anything. And if it's a no fly zone, we just won't answer it, you know? So, uh, but I'm going to, I'm, you guys, I think a lot of, you know, by now I'm pretty open, pretty transparent, both on my successes and on my failures. Um, because a lot of times with my failures, those have been the areas where God has moved the, the biggest in the biggest ways and um, ha has taught me the most long lasting lessons has been in those times of failure um, or seemingly failure. Uh, so I think it's really important to share that, um, especially just in my life. And it's something that I really feel like God has really pushed me towards being transparent in that way. Uh, and I've seen a lot of fruit as a result of that. Um, and it just lets people know too, when you're, when you're that way, like, Hey man, it you're good. You're good. Like just keep going. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. So you can ask me anything. It can be funny. It can be favorite food. It can be serious. It can be whatever. So really looking forward to that. Light up the comment section, uh, of those posts on Instagram, Facebook, and the community tab on YouTube and, uh, put your questions there and we'll, maybe yours will get asked to me on Wednesday, next Wednesday. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Um, today's going to be dynamite episode. You guys, we got uh, we got something cooking, you know, we had a conversation on the phone and I was like, well, this is going to be sweet. So, um, my guests today, for those of you who don't know, they co-lead the young adults ministry game changers at Lord of host church in Omaha, Nebraska. They also host the weekly podcast primetime game changers. Let's give it up for my guests today, Matt Kuhneman and Anthony Armstrong. What up? What's going on, man? Hey, hey. man. Welcome back to Elijah Fire, guys. It's going to be a great episode. It's snowing in Nebraska. It is. It is. We just had 60 degree weather here yesterday and yeah. then uh, snow and wind and uh, in the uh, late 20s now and Nebraska is showing us just how uh, bipolar the weather is. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't know. I can't speak to this completely, but I do feel like this time of year, bipolar is like a lot of the United States, just in different areas. Like here, it's like rainy, sunny, slushy, rainy, sunny, slushy. So today it's sunny. 
praise the Lord. Loving it. <laughs> like 60 degrees outside. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're, we titled this anticipation or expectation and, and, you know, you and I, us three, and then illumination, we had a great a phone call. I believe it was last week um, about this topic. And I just think it's a really important one. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give the floor to you guys. And then we're just going to, we're going to go on a journey. All right. So anticipation versus expectation, living a lifestyle of anticipation versus expectation. What is it? And go. Go ahead, Ant. Sure, I'll jump in. But real quick, though, I'm going to make sure to tune in next week because I'm curious about this interview yeah. episode that's coming up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I might, man. I might even submit a couple <laughs> questions. <laughs> oh, goodness. Just to put you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, anticipation. You got to create a good handle name for it, too, if you're going to do that. Yeah. You know? Like, make a YouTube channel like <laughs> yeah. Ant. Ant ant game changer or something yeah. you know just uh, <laughs> yeah. you know you got to create be creative about yeah. it so that people know like you know unless you want to be anonymous but yeah. you know yeah, yeah. anonymous mcgee but anticipation versus expectation you know this was a big topic that matt and i had jumped into mainly because we're at a pivotal moment here in the body of christ but just in general the timeline of history, I think we're embarking on a time frame and a season where people are going to write about this in the history books because Absolutely, of all of the things yeah. that have taken place. We are in unprecedented times right now, and I fully believe that this is a time where God is literally handing the baton to the church saying, okay, this is your moment. This is your time to step in with the equipping and with the knowledge and wisdom and power and anointing that I have given you to go and take your rightful place wherever that is. And in order for us to do that, we as a body of Christ have to flip our mindset from anticipating to expecting to step into those things that God has called us to do. So what does that mean? Very simply, anticipation is more so or less saying, hoping for the best. I'm hoping this intended outcome that I've been praying for comes to pass, where there's some type of measure of doubt still. And when you talk about anticipation, you're kind of just letting the cards fall where they lay, right? You're yeah. not really saying you have control of the situation. You're just kind of whatever comes, I'm just hoping this comes to pass and it works out in my favor. Whereas expectation says, listen, I am aligning my belief and my faith with the prophetic word or whatever it is that God has placed inside of your heart mm -hmm. and committing to act, to do yeah. whatever is necessary good, to align man. with the word of God to mm -hmm. make sure my expected outcome comes to pass in this season. Yeah. And Matt, that's something that we've really been trying to just make sure people understand the difference between the two. We got to get away from the mindset of I hope and well, like we talked about on the phone, Jeff, um, Lord willing, right? Or if, right. <laughs> if it's God's will, yes. then cool. If not, well, I guess today wasn't my lucky day. That's not right. how not God operates at, no. all, right. at all. And Amen. we've got to get past this to coming into an understanding of expectation and knowing who it is that the God we serve is, what he is capable of doing when we align ourselves with his word and what we're capable right. capable of doing in the anointing. Yeah, yeah. come on. And, and I would allude to that and just say, listen, now is the time where your prayers, listen, the devil needs to not just hear your prayers, but fear your prayers. <laughs> How can he fear your prayers and hear your prayers, quite frankly? Well, if you can't even hear the words coming out of your mouth in your prayer time, then you're not going to make hell tremble at the sound of your voice it's time that we start in the body of Christ praying, not with anticipation, but with expectation that when these prayers go out, I am in agreement with heaven's will to see it come to pass now on earth. Get rid of the fleshly desires, get rid of the fleshly mindsets, and start making hell fear your cry. Okay, your yeah. prayer is your battle cry. We got to understand that your shout is what leads to victory. Okay, and if you want to see God move right now and his voice come to pass, we need to take the words that he's speaking and birth it through our prayer, through our shout, through our cry, and make heaven fear that. Okay, when you're praying in the spirit, 
don't be praying so quiet under your voice, you know, and, and making the devil not believe what you're praying. You've got to pray with boldness and fervency. Mm-hmm. Listen, Jesus prayed with an intensity in the Garden of Gethsemane to the point where he sweat blood. Okay, we have got to pray with a tremendous amount of fervency, intensity. If Listen, Anthony, we, we've talked about this. If, if, if we truly want something in life or we're passionate about something, what are we going to do? We're going to tell people about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be loud about it. We're going to be excited about it. If you believe your prayers, then pray like you believe it. Yeah. Have a shout. Have some intensity behind it because your passion behind something is what leads to your victory in something. Mm. Amen. So yeah. get rid yeah. of the over-questioning mindset. Stop overthinking. Is this God's will? Is it not? No, that needs to be the farthest thing from your mindset. It's time we get rid of our flesh and and, and the desires of our flesh. Stop thinking with your mind and your soul and get in your spirit and let your spirit dominate your body, your soul, yeah. and your mind. Amen. Yeah. Okay. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. Okay. And we're anointed for such a time as this. Well, if we're anointed for such a time as this, then your best is yet to come. Just like my pin says on my, on my suit jacket, the best is yet to come. You've got to believe that with that expectation. If you're believing the best is yet to come, you're not anticipating. You're expecting it to drop right in front of you. Yeah. That is what's important about it. You're, you're just praying and birthing it out at this point with the expectation that, listen, I expect it to come in the time frame that God has for me. I'm not anticipating if it is or isn't going to come. No, I'm expecting it to come. Yep. I'm just preparing the way for it to exactly. come. Yeah. Yeah, it's Amen. not a matter of it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, exactly. you know. And rather yeah. than, like in that the mentality shift that happens, there's there's a significant difference between those two. Yes. If and when. Um so one thing that I wanted just for clarity too is like with this whole like living a life of anticipation. Um where it's a, it, it's a very passive lifestyle uh from what you're you're describing is it's very much like Lord willing, if it's God's will, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but there's no uh, for there's no sense of forward motion uh, with with a lifestyle like that. It's it's like spiritually sedentary almost. Um, but would also this fall into the category of, of anticipation? Like like you're not just like, oh, if it's God's will, but you might even be living a lifestyle of like you're kind of fear motivated or fear-based where you're like waiting for the other shoe to drop with something and you're like oh when's the next bad thing gonna happen and these are i mean because i've observed even believers that they they live like that and they think like that so would you say that that also falls into the whole lifestyle of anticipation versus uh expectation yeah, absolutely. Because in this case, you're anticipating the worst outcome, yeah. right? So <laughs> that is also a life of anticipation. And mm-hmm. we've got to get back to, like Matt said, to the understanding that, listen, when I pray and I align my faith with what I have prayed according to God's will, which God's will is uh, yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yep. not maybe. It's yeah. not, well, if you do these 25 things, right? Mm-hmm. It's the full faith that yeah. Jesus already did this for us 2,000 years ago. Yep. We yep. just have to be in a place of preparation and expectation to receive and believe what it is that's already available for us. Yep. The yep. other part of that that Matt mentioned already is, you know, what can help us go from a life of anticipation to expectation, so from going from passive to truly being committed in your, in your faith walk is preparation. Right, Matt already mentioned prayer, but what else are you doing to continue to build your faith? Are you getting involved in your church? Are you actually going to a church consistently where they are teaching Bible-based principles, where they are activating you in you know, the gifts of the Spirit? Are you uh, walking your faith life out every day, or are you living a life based off of your own plans? So that's mm-hmm. another life to me of, of another example of anticipation is a lot of times, you know, we'll live a life that's based off of planning instead of preparation. Yeah. And the difference in that is preparing some for something means, hey, I'm equipping myself for uh, for for an expected outcome, but I'm not 
but I know that there might be something unexpected, but I'm going to be prepared Yeah. Mm-hmm. either way. And planning means this is my established plan no matter what. And that kind of lends itself to something happening that you just won't be ready for. And when you're not ready for it, you'll be devastated, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to come into that understanding that our plans are not always God's plans. We've got yeah. to be willing to take a step back and say, okay, if I want to be truly prepared, I have to fully submit my will. And that's where the commitment part of the expectation comes from. When you submit everything that you desire, everything that you will, you would like to have happen, and you submit that and put God's plan and desire in place, now you're stepping into that next level where God is saying, okay, because you trust me, I can bring you into this next season. Amen. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and Anthony mentioned, you know, in, in alluding to what you had asked, um, Jeff, but about fear, okay? And when I look at it, Second Timothy 1.7 talks about, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Sure. He's given us a power, love, mm-hmm. and a sound mind. Yeah. Sound mind is a key thing in that, meaning you have the mind of Christ now to where you can be spiritually aligned with the will of God, but you have to choose to be in line with it and then expect when God speaks for it to move upon you. Listen, I look at David in the Bible, okay? And Saul anticipated that he was going to need his armor to give to David, okay? Everyone was fearful of Goliath. Nobody wanted to come up and rise up and be a leader. David said, no, I'll go fight the giant. Saul goes, okay, well, let me give you my armor. David said, no, I expect to beat the giant. And not only am I going to beat the giant, I'm going to cut his head off in front of everybody as a symbol of what God just did. Okay. And so Saul's sitting there in the anticipation of you might need this armor to protect you. And David goes, all I need is my staff and sling and I'm anointed by God. Mm -hmm. And he went out and did it. You know, I saw a movie one time. This is kind of a a funny thing. I can't even remember what movie it is at this point, but I saw a David and Goliath movie and I uh, saw that David went to, to face Goliath. And as they were getting ready to battle each other, he threw a, a, a rock out of his a slingshot and it missed Goliath on the first one. And I said, okay, whoever wrote this yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> missed the point. Of, uh, missed the point. Through, like, yeah. come on, man. David yeah. <laughs> went with the expectation to beat Goliath yeah. and God isn't playing a game. Okay. He anointed David for such a time as that, that first rock struck Goliath straight yeah. in his, in his mm-hmm. forehead, right in his face, dropped him down. David stood on top of him, chopped his head off in front of everybody. And as a symbol of what God just did, that was the expectation. He knew that as soon as he stepped foot on that battlefield, Goliath could have the greatest armor, could be nine feet tall. Okay. Big dude slain thousands and thousands of men, but all David needed was the staff and sling, but even more than that was the anointing and expectation that God was going to move in that moment. Yeah, come on. Amen. And I think some people right now, you're saying, listen, I've been expecting God to move and now is your time. So tap into that. Keep staying on that that, that train of faith that God is going to move in your life. Don't you dare look back like Lot's wife did and start thinking in the anticipation realm. No, the worst thing you can do is over question. Stop living in the mindset of over questioning and start living in the mindset of expectation that no, Mm -hmm. your promises are yes and amen. Your word does not lie. Therefore, I stand on truth and you hold God to that truth of what he said. Okay. He died on that cross years ago, a bloody, brutal death. And when you look at him, And even those pictures, I understand, you know, the passion of the Christ and all of that. It was way worse in real life. But look at those pictures sometime and understand what Jesus did for you. He thought of you in that day. Mm -hmm. Expect him to move now in this day. He was thinking of you and that was no just secret of what he was doing back then. Okay. That was no secret. He knew what he was doing. Because he thought of you here in 2023 on March 16th. And now your time is coming. It's here right now. And your best is yet to come. So don't live in the anticipation realm. Start shifting your mind to expecting God to move now 
in your season. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. You know, Jeff, I just thought of something based off of uh, what Matt was saying and the question you asked about is anticipation also when people are waiting for the other shoe to drop. And we talked about this, Matt, on Game Changers. I think part of what causes that mindset and for us to always expect the worst is we project our human relationships onto onto God. Oh, yeah. A lot of times we may have failed relationships. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are watching, you might have a failed relationship with a parent. Maybe there's failed relationships that you've walked through with significant others or, or family members. And you know, in in this world, you have those relationships that don't always pan out, or it seems like things just don't go so well. And I got news for you: your relationship with God does not have to be that. And in fact, God is a good Father, and He wants nothing but the best for you. So we have to get away from that mindset of, well, all my other relationships here don't work out, and these are with people that I see. How can my relationship be better with someone that I can't see? Mm-hmm. And that's the wrong mindset. We've got to get away from that and mm-hmm. start giving God grace and the expect and, and the understanding of who he is, that he does not go back on his promises. Yeah. He does not fail and he doesn't lie. Just because we might come into what we call a delay, that might not be a setback, but a set up. Right. You know? Oh, absolutely, man. Or or if something doesn't happen. How do we not know that maybe God's like, I've got something better for you. And that's why this didn't pan out. Or maybe this was something that was going to lead us down a bad path. And God said, no, let me divert this so that you can be on the, the, a better path. So we have to be able and willing to understand from God's perspective that he is absolutely good. He doesn't desire absolutely. to harm us. He doesn't desire to see us sick, broke. He doesn't desire to see us jobless. So we have to come into that understanding of who he is. And I believe that if we come into a better understanding of who he is, we'll be able to trust him, which means then our mindset can then shift from going from I hope so after you, after you pray to I know, mm-hmm. I know this is going to come out and because God is working on my behalf. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And yeah. that level of faith, guys, like that. Yeah. That I mean, we see it throughout the Gospels. I I always go back to the faith of the centurion for some reason. Um, I I think it's just a, one of the stories I really like in the Bible because he wasn't he wasn't this reli- like you wouldn't look at him and go there we go there's uh there's God's man right there you know what I mean like I mean he was a Roman soldier he was a, yeah. a, a yeah. centurion he commanded soldiers and he's like. Jesus was going to come with, he's like, no, just say the word. He's like, I know how the chain of command works. Just say the word. And I know he'll be, he'll be healed. And then he's like, Jesus is like big faith, everybody behold, big faith, you know? So like that level of faith of of just being like, no. And I've, I've met people like that where they're like, they pray just like one quick thing. And then you're like, oh, are we, are we good? They're like, yeah, it'll be fine. And it ends up being okay. You know? And it's, um, God's, God's got it. He'll take care of it. You know, I just prayed a little, you know, little something. And, um, yeah, that level of faith, man, I think we all want that. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, you know, the other thing on this is the Bible gives us so many scriptures of what to pray out. Right. So, like, sometimes people struggle with what do I pray out in my time of prayer or in my time of need when you're feeling down and out, okay? First of all, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But when I look at the scripture too, and it talks um, even in, here, here's a couple faith scriptures for you that, that I had highlighted and wrote down for you guys just listening because I think it's important. Like we can sit and talk about our opinion all day, Anthony and I, and what we believe, but what does the Bible say on this? And sometimes people need to be obviously driven back to what the word of God says. And I'm going to read this, but it says in Luke 21, verse 15, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Meaning like if you pray for boldness, wisdom, guidance that you can expect, you know, my dad just talked about on Sunday, knocking off the wuss mentality, the wuss spirit in you. Mm. Do you know the God that you serve, ladies and gentlemen? What does that mean? Meaning like we don't come to the throne room timid. We need to make the gates of hell and every demonic principality 
an evil spirit tremble at the sound of our voice. Okay, it says in Psalms 141 verse 3, take control of what I say, O Lord, and watch this, guard my lips. What does that mean? That means that when you pray, you pray with faith. That means when you speak, you speak with boldness. You speak with a fervency to heaven. You speak with the will of God and the voice of God through you and outside of you. That wherever you go, you're a man and a woman of faith. You talk faith. You talk positivity. You decree it over your life. If something hasn't manifested yet, pray it out. Have the faith for it and birth it. Now is the opportunity for you. Listen, I'm sure many of you, there's, there's something of need that you're believing God for, okay? There's something that, that you're standing on or passionate about or hoping comes to pass in your life, right? And, and, and frankly, expecting to come to pass, and you've been sitting on it. Listen, the word also says, Proverbs 23, verse 18, there is surely a future hope for you, and watch, your hope will not be cut off. That means you can expect a hope that is going to be so amazing that everything you are praying for, everything you're standing for, God will do it, okay? He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So therefore, stand on that truth, stand on that mindset, and expect God to move, okay? When it looks down and out, when it looked hopeless, okay, what did God tell Moses at the Red Sea? Stretch forth your rod of authority. While the children of Israel are looking back like, "Uh uh-oh, we're surrounded at this point, we're trapped, Maybe we should have just been in Egypt. God said, no, Moses, be a leader and stretch forth your rod. Come on, how many times has God spoke to you and said, stretch forth your rod, you go be the leader. But we sit back and we question if we should step out, if we should be a leader. Do you understand that your inability potentially to help somebody or or minister to somebody or give them faith could be what's holding your miracle back? But maybe if you step out and pray for somebody else and serve somebody else and birth their miracle and put an anointing on them, that God could then bless you in return for the seed you put in somebody else. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to step out and lead and watch how the blessings of God rain down upon us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And even going back to that whole thing I was thinking about as you were talking about Moses at the Red Sea is Moses believed God. He led. He was led by God. And it, it, to the point that they went to a dead end and the level of faith to be able to be like, okay, you know, like, well, obviously it was like a life or death situation, but it's like, okay, I'll stretch out my rod. I'll, I'll believe you. But they were in a dead end situation. They got the Egyptians just barreling down towards them. Yes. And then mm-hmm. they've got the Red Sea in front of them. Right. And he followed God. And so you can sit there and be like, sometimes I feel like we, we, we allow ourselves to kind of insulate risk where we're like, okay, no, I'm not going to go all the way over there. Cause right. that's a hardcore dead end. And if I do, I'll get stuck, you know, but maybe we're in a position where God is asking us to do that. Right. Like, whatever it is, uh, wherever anybody listening is, is finding themselves in. And it could be uh, believing um, for, uh, you know, a loved one to, to come back to the Lord and, and really stepping out in big ways to, to engage with them when you haven't, it could be a, a ton of different things. But um, sometimes I do feel like we we do put ourselves in that position where we're like, we don't go right up to the dead end. We kind of go like the street over from the dead end, and we're like, okay, I see it, God. Right. Okay, now move. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. true. And I think part of that too that will help people continue to push forward too go to great lengths for the Lord and even further beyond because God's going to push you even beyond the end of yourself. Right. Why? Because you have to learn how to completely trust in him and Mm -hmm. not in your own way of doing things. But the only way that you do that, and Matt brought this up a little bit, the only way that you do that, you know, with someone like a Moses or someone like an Aaron, um, you know, they were surrounded with each other. So I, I bring this up because I think it's important. Be mindful of those you surround yourself with because yeah. the people that you spend the most time with are going to be the same people um, that you emulate or that you imitate or act like. And I found this verse in Proverbs eleven fourteen, which says, when there is no guidance, the people fall, but in ab- abundance of wise counselors, there is victory. So for those who may be wondering, how do I get to that level from anticipation to expectation or, ah, I feel like I've just been in this season of waiting 
how can I continue to press in and stay committed, stay connected? Mm. Well, who are you surrounding yourself with? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good. Are the people that you are connecting with and talking to daily, are they speaking faith or are they just complaining? Are they speaking fear? Are they trying to bring you further away from God or closer to God? That is going to be a massive part in getting you to that next level of where God desires you to be is who you surround yourself with. And some of you got to be honest, you're going to have to cancel some people in your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying be rude and say, oh, you're not like, <laughs> you're good, not man. like Jesus, get away from me. But maybe don't talk to that person as much. Yeah. Maybe you don't necessarily have to call that person right away, you know, or maybe don't go with those people to that particular place or event. Mm -hmm. Whoever, you know what, you know what those, what that is or what those sure. people are doing Yeah, and start to get around people who are going to challenge you. Mm -hmm. People are going to hold you accountable, but more importantly, people are going to help encourage you and build your faith and be prayer partners with you to get you to that next level of expectation. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's really good. And, and I would even, you know, allude to what Anthony's saying on that, because listen, it's important to look at what is your level of preparedness and also your level of commitment. And if you yeah. can honestly say it's not where it needs to be, then to Anthony's point, there's people you got to cut out. There's things you got to cut out. There's activities you got to cut out. There's things you might be listening to, watching that are surrounding you to where now you're not thinking with the mind of Christ, but you're allowing the world and flesh to overtake yourself, okay? You've got to tune that, that stuff out. And listen, to Anthony's point, when you do meet the right people or you're put in the right call and, and the right place, the right job, the right season, or you're delivered from something, do not take that stuff for granted. Mm. Hold on to that because that's how you grow. Listen to the wisdom of other people. Okay, take your 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 blessings from God that he gives you seriously. Okay, listen, the greatest thing you can do is serve the kingdom of God and not take that for granted. Okay, if God gives you an amazing job, amazing uh, uh, family, amazing, um, it, it could be a car. Take that stuff like and, and, and understand that. Listen, God gave me these things. I'm blessed because why you stood on the mountain of faith. But that doesn't mean you stop. And that's my next point is sometimes people forget what to do next when they receive the things that they fought for. Yeah, Meaning when the, when the blessing, I'm going to say that one more time. People sometimes forget what to do next when they receive the things that they fought for. Yeah, that's good, man. And that means, listen, the children of Israel were free from Egypt and they forgot what God did for them in Egypt while they were at the Red Sea. Then they're free at the Red Sea. And God swipes out or wipes out uh, uh, Egypt and, and Pharaoh's army. And then they wander around the wilderness for 40 years being stupid when God did these amazing things for them. Just because you expected something and it came to pass doesn't mean we don't stop expecting for, for more things, that there mm -hmm. won't be other things that come up. Okay. And listen, this is why you have to have important godly relationships and friendships and yeah. people and be set out doing godly things. You can't just be out in the world doing worldly activities. Why? Look at what the children of Israel did. Okay. Aaron sold out. God used Aaron mightily <laughs> in <bro>. Egypt. God <laughs> used Aaron yeah. majorly yeah. <laughs> in Egypt. And then he sold out and led and became a golden calf maker. And Dude. everybody joined him on this. But the ones that said no to that ultimately what stood up with Joshua and guess what? Saw the promised land. Mm -hmm. And even then, even then when they got to taste and see a little bit of the promised land, they came back scared of the giants that were what in that land. Mm -hmm. It took a Joshua, a leader that said, no, we're going to push forward. And it ultimately, because the 40 years in the wilderness, you can't tell me that camp wasn't divided. There were some that were selling out, building a golden calf, and there were some that were, I'm sure, standing on the promises of God. Oh, yeah. That's why it's important to make sure you surround yourself with people that are going to uplift you. If you've had a failed job, God's going to bring you a new job. You need to pray for that. If you've had a failed relationship, God's going to bring you a better relationship, somebody better. Failed friendships. Or God may mend those friendships again, 
But you got to stand on faith. You can't lose hope on what this season and what God is trying to do in your life. Okay. And Mm -hmm. Anthony said that so perfectly. That's why who you surround yourself with, if it's good soil, if it's good godly people that understand your tribe, man, don't take that for granted. If you're serving in a church, don't take that for granted. Understand what you're doing is uplifting the kingdom of God and making you a better person. But the best thing we can do is shut our mouths and listen to wisdom of godly counsel. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So I want to give some people some advice on uh, cutting out people from their lives. Okay. Because I've seen it done successfully and I've done it, seen it done pretty horribly. Like right. worst, hey, <laughs> if, if you could do anything, don't do this. Um, and um, I've seen people where they're, they, they just, they'll have friends and they kind of make a scene out of it where they're like, I just need to cut myself away. And they're like, and then the people naturally go, who are their friends go, well, why? And they go, you know what? I can't, I'm not prepared to talk about it. And they start kind of going from that. And it's like, you're kind of making a scene. Like what I have found is the best is praying. Honestly, if, if you need a better support system, analyze certain behavioral patterns within yourself as well. That's important because you can go, well, am I cultivating this type of negative environment as well? Am I participating in these conversations? Am I actually encouraging these things that are actually weaknesses for other people where they tend to drift into negativity. If we talk about certain topics, if we talk about, they, you know, then, then it becomes just this pool of despair. Um, what I found works the best is actually number one, praying and asking God to open doors for other friends, analyzing myself first above anybody else. Like that's like number one of going like, cause then you can, it's easy to shift into, it's their problem. They're the problem. But sometimes it could be my, my tendency to lean towards certain types of conversations. And it's, that's actually on me. And so looking at it from that, so praying and asking God for uh, new friends or a better support system, then praying and analyzing yourself. And then honestly, a lot of times guys, for me, it's been just like, Hey, let just, I don't reach out as much. I don't reach out to those yep. friends as much to hang out. Yep. And then God opens up other doors and you don't even have to do anything. It could, because my whole thing is I want to leave the door open with those people to actually right. be able to access like, uh, you know, whether they're unbelievers, like I want to, I want to keep that door open to be able to, but there should maybe be some distance. Some people are in situations where there should be some distance between those unsaved friends and you find yourself maybe drinking you know, in doing other things, you find yourself continuing to go into those types of behaviors. This would be a great time to kind of distance yourself from those people. Absolutely. Well, I I think to be honest, you know, one thing my dad taught me when I was growing up was you can have friends at school. You can have friends at your gym. You can have friends on your football team. You can have friends um, at church and, you know, different places, but then you can have friends who belong in your phone You can have friends who belong in your house Mm -hmm. and in your inner circle. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that, that some people just need to stay at the gym. Uh Like, hey, I'll see you. I'll talk to you at the gym. I'll be Christ-like and show you Jesus. But they don't need to enter your personal life. Right. Same thing, you know, whether it's a football team, whether it's in your school. Maybe some people, you're taking classes somewhere. Okay, maybe it's your job. Some friends need to stay at your place of employment. Not everybody needs to enter your private life. And here's right, the thing. Jesus really had his 12 disciples, but then he had his three, Peter, James, and John, that walked up close to him and prayed with him in the Garden of the Semi, or that he asked to pray with him, okay? Because realistically, you forget, some people got to understand this. Jesus, a lot of times we forget that there were 70 that left him. So he had 82 that started with him and ultimately finished with 11, because yeah. one hung himself and 70 left him. Mm-hmm. So think about that. That's 71 people that turned their back on him. Come on, how many of you have had somebody turn their back on you? Or you felt like, man, I trusted that person. I gave my heart and my time to that person. But did Jesus sit and act defeated? No, he did not. He kept going, what, with the mission that God gave him. And therefore, he had the people that, surrounded him, uplifted him, but he also had those three close people. But then there were many times Jesus just had to go be to himself. 
Come on, mm-hmm. we've got to understand that sometimes we need to just go get with God and stop relying on the opinions of everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you don't hear the word of God because you're tuning out the word of God and tuning in the words of other people and yeah, what their flesh is saying and then saying, oh, well, that's the word of God. Yep. No, no, yep. no, 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 no. Did you get the word of God? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Or did somebody else get the, the word of God or a thought in their flesh because maybe they care emotionally about you. And then you sat back and said, oh, well, that is God right there. No, 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 no. Did you go pray about what they told you and then hear it in your spirit, in your prayer closet? Yep. Listen. Okay, we're not here to question God, but we are here to put God to hold true to his word, meaning that you should go in your time and pray upon the things that have been spoken to you and see if it is God. Okay, he can speak to you just as much as he speaks to Anthony, myself, to Jeff, whoever. So I encourage the audience, get with God and let that be your source. Okay, one thing my dad always says is God, and he's very prophetic. I'm sure many of the people know exactly who my father Mm is, but Listen, one thing my dad always says is God speaks in the obvious. God speaks in common sense. So sometimes it's staring you right in the face Mm -hmm. and God is saying, listen, your blessing is right there. Your new job is right there. Your, my will is set out right in front of you. It's staring you right in the face. But the problem is people don't run after it and grasp it. They sit there with that timid mindset of a wuss spirit and they over question and they think, oh, I'm just going to anticipate it. But it's, it's staring you right in the face. So just go get it. Go get it. It's like, what what do we got to do? Have have the heart of a child. Well, let's think of children for a minute. Christmas morning, what are they doing? They're running downstairs, tearing those presents apart because they know they got their favorite toy in there. They want it. You've got to want the presence of God. You've got to want the voice of God. And you've got to want the things you're believing for right now in this season. Stop looking back and saying it didn't happen a year ago, so it's never going to happen. Well, maybe God delayed it because, listen, there's a perfect time for everything, and it's called God's time. And you were trying to force something in your time, whether it was that career, that relationship, that Mm -hmm. friendship. Don't force it. Let God use it and put it in his perfect time. That's right. Well, it's exactly what we were talking about at the top of the show, anticipation versus expectation, even in your pursuit of God, right? So you can go... Well, I'm going to come near and I'm going to go into God's presence and I hope that I experience something or I hope that, you know, but a lot of times that can be rooted in an orphan type mentality. When I quoted it yesterday, you guys, in Romans chapter eight, that we are, we have been given the spirit of adoption. We are, we, we have that sonship guys. Like we are, we are now co-heirs with Christ. It's that's, that's every single one of us. That's that. Oh, but like, I hear you, Jeff. I hear you, Matt. I hear you, Anthony, but like, but me, I'm different. No, no, sorry. You're not like you are, you have that same spirit of adoption. Like we are all. So, so what do we do with that? What do we do with that? We got to do something with it. You can't just sit there with it. We have to go, okay, what would that do to me if I had that revelation? And that revelation for me has always been like increasing, 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 increasing. Um, But then you have a, uh, so that's like living a lifestyle of anticipation, right? With God, where you're like, oh, maybe he's going to show up. Maybe, maybe uh, he'll turn his ear towards me and hear my cry and maybe he'll, you know, uh, and then there's living a lifestyle of expectation with the Lord. And another one of my favorite verses is from James and it says, come near to him and he will come near to you. That's right. And that's yes. a promise. You guys like that's amazing. That's a promise. That's the expectation we're going. If I go to God, let's say I'm like looking, I'm wanting to hear, I'm wanting to like hear God. Like one of my favorite things I've ever heard as a piece of advice was guys like take out a, you know, whatever, notepad on your phone or an actual notepad and a, a pen or a pencil, whatever, and be expectant as you're reading the word and asking God to, to reveal his secrets to you. This is an act of faith. You guys, like when you've got this on the table and you're like, you're like expectant. And if it takes you 10 times, like to, to get into like what God's voice sounds like, do it, like do it until he moves. Cause you have that promise, right? Come near to him. He will come near to you. That's our guarantee. Boom. Yeah, it's time to let loose, man. It really is, you know? 
David danced until, I mean, his clothes fell off, you know? I mean, yeah. think about that. It, it's time to let loose and get that wuss spirit off of you. It's time yeah. to be bold, powerful, you know? Anthony, I know you got some. I can yeah. feel yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I can feel it. <laughs> Say it, man. Come on, man. I'm telling you. Is it, was, there, was there smoke coming out of my ears? Yeah, I, mean, was, I man. Feel it. You get this look in your eye, man, and I'm just like, hey, he's got something. Well, I feel it. Well, Matt was going in, and then Jeff was going I in. I know, like, man. We, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, this is like an alley-oop. I got to I gotta finish the play, man, with a <laughs> yeah. reverse jam or something. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the other thing I want to add to this, you know, because a lot of people are probably saying, okay, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Mm-hmm. And I call it the uh, Sunday hangover, right? So you get all pumped up after service, like, yeah, I'm ready to take on the world. And then something weird happens when you walk out those doors. Yeah. Like life just hits you, and then you wake <laughs> up the next day, and you're like, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we got to stop living off of our feelings and our emotions. Yeah, come on. Living a life of expectation has nothing to do with whether you feel motivated, whether you feel confident. It has everything to do with your mindset and the fact that you trust in God that every single day when you wake up, this is your opportunity to come into alignment and agreement with the anointing and his word and step out there and operate boldly for him. Just the other day, I didn't tell Matt about this, but I was at the gas station and I was wearing my Game Changers jacket and start, started up a conversation with this guy because he asked, what is Game Changers? Wow. Now, that's a life. I wasn't planning that conversation, yeah. but it was a life of preparation. Why? Wow. I'm ready to go and witness it. Yeah, anybody man. And tell people, hey, wow. we are here to um, encourage people and let them know that, hey, your identity starts with Christ. He gave you identity yep. first. That's right. And because you have your identity in him, you can go in every area of influence that you operate in, whether that's the marketplace, your job, whether that's at the hospital, wherever you go, you have the power and the authority to bring lasting change, heavenly change, to also impact others. And it turned into this conversation. I ended up getting this guy's number and we're going to probably connect at some point. But hey, at the gas station, you have the opportunity to connect with someone and be a witness to them. But that is the season Amen. that we're in, and it's not just uh, limited to the universities with revival, but revival is already in you. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Jesus died and he rose again, yeah. and as soon as you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you now have that resurrection spirit inside of you. So when you go out and you step outside that door, that resurrection power and that resurrection life can get off into other people so long as you are living a life of expectation. Yeah, mm. you know, we shouldn't be shocked at, like, seeing stuff at, like, Asbury, like you just mentioned, because, like, revival's in you. So, like, when these things happen, we should just be like, hey, we all possess this right. ability to create a revival each and every day. So when it happens, yes, it's great what God is doing, but listen— we need to be doing more. We need to be having revival each and every day in your school systems, in your churches, in your workplaces, it, 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 at a gas station. Okay? Create revival. God has given you the ability to minister to somebody else. Okay? It's inside of you. If you serve the Lord each and every day, it's inside of you to step out. Okay? And look how God just used Anthony. What a beautiful moment. Okay, God can do the same with you, and he mm-hmm. will, but you have to be living in the expectation that I am anointed for such a time as this. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah, come on. Okay, so let's talk about, because we talked about this on our phone call, living a lifestyle of boldness versus bumptious, bump, bumptiousness. Bump, the word is bumptious. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> boldness versus bumptious. What in the world is that? Matt, I think you were the one that brought that up. Uh, on the phone call, but let's just talk about it. Well, yeah, that's basically living um, with boldness. It's I'm proclaiming the word of the Lord with boldness and I'm not going to be stopped. Bumptious is when you have an arrogance and you're saying things, but at the end of the day, your end game is to promote yourself. Mm. Your end game is not for the people or for the kingdom of God. It's what am I gaining out of this? So there's an arrogance to it. And that's the thing that we've got to understand now in the body of Christ is, listen, learning to determine when somebody is speaking with the will and the voice of God in boldness and with wisdom and not taking that with the spirit of, oh, well, they're just prideful. They're arrogant. So 
that side and then saying, no, listen, this person's in it for themselves. It's all about a show. It's all about what are they gaining. Mm -hmm. And we've got to knock off the whole thing in the body of Christ of pointing the finger at everybody else in the body of Christ. Okay. We have got to stop with the whole trying to divide ourselves from our brother and our sister and pointing fingers. That's not the intention of the body of Christ. The intention of the body of Christ is to go out and preach the word of God to those that are lost. And how can we get them to trust our voice and our wisdom if we're bickering back and forth about who is righteous, who's not, who's saying this right, whose doctrine's right, whose doctrine's not right. And we're arguing back and forth. When you meet people within the body of Christ, do not take that for granted. Okay. Learn from each other. Because there could be a revelation that somebody has that could teach you, and there could be a revelation you have that could teach somebody else. But together, imagine what you two can do together for somebody else who's not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's important in this time that we knock off the arrogance, okay, and just submit to the will of God, okay? That's where expectation comes in. Listen, have a boldness about you, all right? Look at Paul. Look at Peter. The thing about Peter, though, is when he was around Jesus, he had an arrogance to him. He had a mouth to him. But the more he got around the anointing of Jesus, the more he got around Jesus, the more that Jesus had to frankly rebuke him on several occasions. <laughs> and he finally humbled himself. Look who he became in the book of Acts. Yeah, now absolutely. he used that same boldness, but there was an anointing on it and there was no pride on him. Yeah, That's the difference. Okay, yeah. And we've got to stop chastising people and throwing arrows at people because of what they drive, what they wear, okay, and frankly, where they live, this, that, and the other. Like, Abraham was blessed, and he was a rich man. If you are serving God, what happens? You will be blessed. Don't you ever apologize for the blessings that God gives you because of your sacrifice and your boldness. Mm -hmm. It's good. I want to add to that part about Peter because actually Paul, before he was turned into Saul— or Paul, who was uh, formerly Saul, said in Philippians 3 that he was so zealous that he persecuted the church. Mm-hmm. So in the term that you mentioned, he was so bumptious that he ended up yeah. persecuting the yes. church, thinking that he yes. was actually doing the work of God. So there's yep. a fine yep. line. And that fine line is, are you operating out of the spirit and the anointing of God? Amen. And as you mentioned— the anointing of God is not going to be rooted in legalism and trying to point out things or, or flaws in other people, but it's going to be rooted in love. It's going to be rooted in exhortation. It's going to be rooted in uh, uh, giving revelation to people that encourages people to step further and get closer to Jesus. It's not going to make people feel condemned or make people feel like they're mm-hmm. judged. So we really have to watch that. As, and, and when we're speaking to others or trying to impart into others in our own walks, because that's important. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now's the season to be bold. Now's mm-hmm. the season to um, honestly, like let loose of the things that are weighing you down. Let loose of the things that are causing you from not stepping out and leading, because right now mm-hmm. the world needs your voice. And Anthony, you yeah. always say God put us on this earth because he had something and a plan that only you could do. Yes. Think about that for a minute, that each and every person within the body of Christ, and just in general, God has a plan to use you. But what is your submission level to the kingdom of heaven? Mm -hmm. Okay. The greater your sacrifice, the greater your anointing and your blessing. That's how you got to remember it. And I feel like there's people today and you're saying, God, I want to be used. I'm expecting to be used. And we just speak a blessing now over those people. We declare a fresh boldness comes over you. We say visions, dreams, anointings, fresh impartation comes over you. God, send them Mm. the right people that are of their tribe, that are of their voice, that are absolutely going to be able to speak into them. Touch people and their lives, Lord. Healing comes. Financial turnarounds. New jobs. New relationships. New friendships. In Jesus' name, new blessings. And God, give people a boldness to where they will not look back. For your word says you have granted us boldness to speak. Yes. 
And we declare it now that people will not over question. We bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. Mm. And we declare a fresh touch over the people now in Jesus name that you will stand in such a time as this for your best days, your best seasons, your best moments, your best people, your best career paths are yet to come. And it shall come over your life in Jesus name. Mm. I just felt that as you were praying, Matt, there are those who have been battling low self-esteem Yes. depression, yes. Uh, even thoughts of, yes. of, of worthlessness. We just come against yes. that yes. spirit. Right now, we say, silence, yes. shut up in the name of yes. Jesus. Yes, We speak over Loose those right people. now who are struggling with that. And we declare a renewing yes. of your mind. You have the mind of Christ. Yes, You are loved. You are perfectly made for such a time yes. as yes. this. All lying spirits, any voice that is contrary to the word and yes. voice of God. It is silence now in the name yes. of Yeshua. Yes. We thank you, Father, that you have released a fresh impartation into each and every person, reminding yes. them of who they are in you and what you have called them to yes. do. We thank you now, Father, that you have given them thoughts of yes. joy, thoughts of peace. Yes. yes, Father, even thoughts, God, of, of, of the dreams that they have desired, they shall come to pass in this season, Lord. Mm-hmm. We're thanking now for divine partnerships, friendships. Yes. yes, even new mentors who shall come and help yes, to uplift God, and exhort those, Father, who have been struggling with depression. But we say it falls away now. Yes. And we declare that cloud lifts off of them. That weight lifts off of them now in the mighty mm-hmm. name of yes. Jesus. And we mm-hmm. declare the precious blood covers your mind. It covers your spirit, covers your heart. And it covers your emotions. We thank you now that your spirit, yes. you have regained control over your emotions and your thoughts and your mm. spirit now in Jesus', Jesus mighty name. name. Yes. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Mm, that's good. That's really yes. good, man. Amen. All right, guys. How can people watch, listen to more Game Changers? Let the people know how they can follow you guys, all that good stuff. Well, first, I want to encourage everybody that has a cell phone. I think everybody in this century has a cell phone. Um, text the word connect to 70401 right now. Um, again, that's connect to 70401. You can connect with everything going on in the ministry um, here at Lord of Host Church, One Voice Ministries, Game Changers with Anthony and myself. But um, you can watch us every Tuesday night at 6.30 Central Time. That's 7.30 Eastern. Game Changers, Lord of Hosts Church. Um, On Facebook, you can find us. You can go to our Instagram and follow us as well. You can also follow Anthony and I as we're on Instagram. And uh, if you go to the Game Changers Instagram, our personal social media handles will be there in the bio. We also release a podcast um, of our Tuesday night Facebook on Spotify, Apple Music, every Wednesday morning, first thing in the morning. So um, that's on all major podcast platforms. Um, And then you know, we encourage you just come and and be with us every last Friday of the month in person, um, unless there's major church events going on, which happens sometimes. So we are flexible with the in-person stuff where we may have to bump it a week earlier, a week later, but usually every last Friday, we like to do something together for um, all of the, the game changer group. And listen, it's not just open for young adults within the you know, 20s to 30 range. We've had some 50, 60, 70-year-old people that come to this stuff just wanting a touch from God. Mm. Game Changers is about incorporating every generation to go out and change the game the world is playing, okay? And living in the expectation that God is going to use you for such a time as this. So we want to encourage those people. Listen, we would love to see you here in Omaha, Nebraska, right here at Lord of Hosts Church. Amen. Amen. And you guys also have merch too. Yes. Oh, Let me look. Hold on. I'm looking right now. Okay. I don't have it in the, how can people get the merch as well? You got some sweet merch. I believe it's lordofhosts.store.com. And you can check out all of the Game Changers merch as well as uh, the merch for the church. We're going to actually be coming out with some brand new merchandise and apparel coming out soon. So stay tuned. But that's lordofhosts.store.com. Awesome. Yes. And then I want to encourage everyone, too, you can go to onevoicetv.net. That plugs in with everything going on in the ministry. That's the network of my parents, Hank and Brenda Kuhneman. 
Um, and uh, you can go to onevoicetv.net and check everything out. We'll also have all the stuff with Game Changers and previous episodes that you can go back and watch as well. So Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. This is so, It's always so fun having you on the show. Amen. Well, we thank you for us. having us, brother. It. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And we'll do it again. Absolutely. Amen. So, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Thursday. Tune in tomorrow, uh, March 17th, which is also St. Patty's Day for all you Irish people out there. Um, we are going to be, I, I'm introducing a new prophetic voice. I, I've been doing that a lot more lately. Uh, her name is Audrey Frable. So, I'm really excited for you guys to get acquainted with her she's an emerging prophetic voice so that's going to be great it's going to be at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time tomorrow saint patty's day um and then also elijahfire.com slash donate is how you donate to elijah fire that keeps us afloat five days a week and then we also take a portion of every single donation funnel it into our water well efforts new water well every three days and that's because of your guys's generosity god bless you guys and we will see you tomorrow with audrey frable at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time goodbye This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 